Welcome to the Career After COVID podcast, preparing for success after the pandemic with Fleur Hull and Kim Koreljevic. Hi, Kim. How are you today? I'm good, Fleur. How are you? What's been happening with you? Oh, it's been a good week. The kids are, I've had, you know, the whole week at school now. So I'm finding a bit of a rhythm now with my week and starting to get on top of a few things, which is a really nice space to be in. I think um, the thing I have to ward against is putting too much on my plate. I keep talking about this. I sort of see it's like when you've got only a limited amount of time and you're kind of, you know, home um, distance learning with the kids, you set your objectives so much lower. But when you've got more time, you think, "Oh, I'll get this done and that done." And yeah, so I need to, I need to get your um, whiteboard trick, yeah, yeah, prioritization happening, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. We're in a, a good, you know, it's in. A, I, I think there's a, a sense of the mood lifting. I don't know how it is there in Queensland. I know you guys are starting to get some more restrictions lifted, and and we are bit by bit as well. Yeah. Um, you know, just um, I'll do my usual shout out to all the frontline healthcare workers and everyone. I mean, I think that's more of a, a beyond Australia thing because it's it just hasn't ended up being that much of a crisis yeah. with our hospitals here in Australia. So we're very fortunate in that regard. That's right. Yeah. We um so just on that, we had some restrictions lifted here in Queensland last Friday, I think, and it was, you know, you could now travel up to 50 kilometres from your home. Yes. Um, and obviously people were doing more than that because the little town I live in and the next town and the next one, they're kind of little touristy destination towns and I, I couldn't even get into town on the weekend. Wow. And how far out of Brisbane are they? Oh, are not far. Like, I mean. But 50 k's or more? Oh, they're more than that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's the thing. But, I mean, if you're from the outer suburbs and you, you got to us, that's fine. But it was, you know, like we've got a little bakery in town and there was crowds lined up along the veranda, downstairs, onto the road. Like I'm like, we're all going, what is going on here? It was crazy. And a real lack of social distancing too. So I think it was a bit annoying, to be honest. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, I think yeah, that was a little bit like, with a lot of, lot oh, of people, yeah. Yeah, it was a little bit crazy and, and there was a lot of, I don't know, a bit rude, um, impatient people not wanting to wait for coffee and the food that ordered and complaining and, you know, trying to jump queues and, you know, you're just like, oh, for God's sake, you know, it's just a coffee, calm down. Yeah, calm down. yeah. Well, so, yeah, I guess, um, yeah, people with the relaxing of restrictions, people's kind of goodwill and patience starts to dissipate as well doesn't it they start to think oh well I'm expecting my usual level of service now exactly I just hope I mean I hope we just haven't done it too quickly that's all I hope um because again a little tiny town we were like overrun it was like yeah we have a day day called Debra Day every year here and it's like the town opens up and you do get a lot of tourists it's great for business blah, blah blah but it was kind of bigger than that it was like this is mad and you know, it just seemed like there was the usual, not even social distancing, but the usual amount of space we keep between each other, you know, on a normal day. It's just, it was just gone and people just crammed in. Like it was the absolute opposite of social distancing, which is, you know, makes me just a little bit concerned 
Yeah, I guess. Um, but anyway, yeah. I I was really really hung up on all of the restrictions and and really let's go hard on this in the beginning. Yeah. But the more I look at the numbers and hear what obviously the epidemiologists and the people who know about this stuff say, my sense of it is that with with apart from these little pockets like the one now in the abattoir in yes. Melbourne and look we're not to say that those sorts of things won't pop up elsewhere yeah but no one's coming into the country right without quarantining that's for right two weeks yeah um and no one's coming into western australia so um you know that that's for us over here yeah. there's a sense that we really are shut off from it and and my sense of it is that we would have got uh, I can't believe I'm talking about this and making it public because who am I to know but I'm just this is just my sense as a lay person that we would have started to see cases turn up given the amount of testing that we're doing and just the numbers like even even asymptomatic if most people are asymptomatic enough people would be getting symptoms to be showing up but we've had like a week of no cases here in WA yeah, that's good. That's good. So there's kind of a sense that, you know, yeah, let's do all the, the proper things as much as possible. But I must say I'm I'm more relaxed about living a more normal life now. Yeah. Personally here in WA. It's probably yeah. slightly different in Queensland because you're like the thing with Queensland is you you've got a much more um well not porous border but you know the whole kind of New South Wales tweed head things people are coming and going from there all the time yeah um and I know it's monitored and checked and everything but yeah I don't know so um yeah as I said before it, there's something to be said for being the most isolated capital city yes. in the world <laughs> that's exactly there. right yeah yeah and there's no two ways about it like just the mood. Everyone is has got more of a spring in their step over here. It's it's just there's you know there's a sense that there's not an end. I think people are expecting there'll be little flare ups every now and then as things get lifted. But yeah, yeah a yeah. sense that we've kind of been able to do it, yeah. and I guess that that means if things flare up, we can do it again. Not that that's ideal. But the other thing I was going to make is my other point I was going to make is. As much as that was disturbing to you to see all of that, like how wonderful for Debra's economy, right? That yeah. all those people were in town. Yeah, yeah. I think it was a bit people, they were inundated. I mean, it was full on. Yeah. Um, and there were police out, I will say. But it was just, I think it was that sense that we went from zero to ten. Yeah. Like there was no let's do this slowly. It was just like nothing and then everything. It was like, whoa, this is bigger than a normal day, you know. This is <laughs> normal. So, no, yeah. you're in popularity. Yeah, exactly. Everyone's yeah. Yeah. It'll roll the way it rolls. And we'll yeah, I know, up. I know. And we just, I just uh, keep, but, yeah, trying mm -hmm. to be grateful for where mm -hmm. we're at compared with a lot of places in the world who, who don't even know the extent of how bad it's going to hit them. Like there's some places that are, have not been obviously, you know, that are yet to really be hit and yeah. maybe assuming they're not going to be. So, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. 
One of the good bits of news that came out in the last few days, being the month of May, mm-hmm. is that a whole lot of universities in Australia have released their details of the courses that they're going, the short courses they're going to offer under the COVID-19 assistance package, higher education package that the federal government is offering. So we talked a bit about it before, but um, the the quote was instead of watching, binging Netflix, let's get everyone binging or as many people as possible binging on study while they're in lockdown or while they're unemployed. So uh, the universities have obviously worked pretty hard to bring together um, a whole lot of subjects to make uh, these short courses. And um, from my look of it, there's 114 courses there. Um, my look at, of it is that um, 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 the the courses are to about two-thirds of them, nearly two-thirds of them are graduate certificate courses for graduates in other areas or in similar areas to upgrade their skills or update their skills yes, um, or, or just learn some stuff that they'd like to learn. Uh, and then about just over one-third of them are undergraduate or um, I guess on-ramp feed-in courses to undergraduate degrees. And the idea is that you can study for half a year uh, full-time equivalent. You have to finish by the end of November, end of December. Uh, and you can get a course depending upon the subject area for either $1,250 for the whole course or $2,500 uh, for areas, for study in areas that aren't considered as high priority for the, the nation. So uh, there's, yeah, 114 courses currently listed. There's going to be more. And I just thought today we'd we'd go through the list of courses and, and pick out a few that we think might be quite interesting for people to consider depending upon obviously their current um, qualifications or education background, uh, their interests, their work experience um, and maybe just their dream of what they'd like to do in the future. So um, have you got the page up as well? I have, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm looking at it. CourseSeeker.edu.au and then there's a link there you can click on the COVID-19 course packages and it'll it'll lead you to these short courses and you can sort by location, uh, study mode, uh, the level of the qualification and and, uh, all those um, other search areas to, to hone it down. But we've got the whole list here for people across Australia and the reality is that they're all online. So actually... Anyone can study at any of these institutions uh, regardless of where they are in Australia. Having said that, I have noticed um, with a couple of the education uh, courses because there's different curricula in different states, I think there's um, some requirement that you be careful about what you study to make sure that it fits with the uh, accreditation requirements uh, in your state. Mm. Um, so they're sorted in alphabetical order, how I've got them sorted. So I thought we'd start at the top with some of the graduate certificates. I think this first one, the graduate certificate in aged care management uh, and the other aged care qualifications further down the list, 
I think are a really good place for uh, for people who have a desire to work in the caring professions but may not have got qualified in those areas, might maybe have a science background, maybe have an arts degree and uh, feel that they could really make a contribution working in aged care. It's such an understaffed uh, area and um, there's, I think there's some opportunities for talented people to go into that area and this one in the aged care management gives you opportunities to work higher up the chain rather than working as, as like a nurse, an aged care nurse, even though there's lots of opportunities in that area as well. Um, so I quite like the look of this course at Western Sydney University. Um, I mean, not in a personal sense, but in a, you know, career modification process um, that someone might want to go through and they want to go into those caring or health-related professions, I think that's um, a really nice place to start. And it's, you know, $1,250 for a graduate certificate and that is a real qualification. So um, unlike these undergraduate qualifications, which it's a little bit hard for some of them to see how they would give you any sort of standalone credibility with an employer, I think most of these graduate certificates will show to a potential employer that you've got some, you know, decent background uh, in the study area to to go into a, a role when uh, when the economy picks up again. Uh, and and the next one, their analytics. I bet you uh, you were quite yeah. to see that one, Kim. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and there's RMIT, and and there's a few other. Um, business analytics and there was a few others, um, cybersecurity and analytics as well at a few different universities. But certainly I think um, the grad cert and analytics is something that, that um, look, regardless of where we're at with COVID, this is sort of that space I've spoken about before, which is only going to continue to grow, like the way that we can mine and utilise and predict make predictions on our data is going to be critical, it's going to be ongoing and it's not going to go away. Um, I think this grad cert from RMIT in particular um, would be a really, really good one to pursue. It is the $2,500 cost on that one, which yeah. still is really cheap for a grad cert. Yeah, um, it is. But having said that, are you aware even with these, you know, these kind of somewhat discounted courses can you still apply for, um, you know, like to defer your fees and all that kind of bizo? Do you know anything yes. about that? Yep, you can. They're oh, all helpable, oh, as, as they say, like the oh, higher education yeah. loan program. Yep, help. Oh, okay. Fantastic. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you're not paying them back until you're earning over that threshold, which is just over $40,000 a year now, I think. Right. So that does work that. Okay. Well, then in that case, I think for me, um, and not just me, but um, understanding data and the analytics sort of frameworks and, and, and what have you is, you know, like it's such a, a, a tool in your tool belt regardless of what you're going to do. Um, I think it's a big tick for me, that second one in particular. I think, yeah. yeah. I, I think those two, uh, the business analytics and the analytics. So analytics is yeah. at RMIT and Wollongong yeah. got the business analytics. That's right. Um, yeah. Just in in the context of the future of work, absolutely. Uh, I would I would encourage anyone who's at a loose end, who um, has has 
you know, I don't think you need to be a super whiz with, you need to have a bit of a data, a bit of a maths brain. Yes. I don't think mega, you know, I think, I think particularly on the business analytics one. So if you have a business degree and you're at a loose end, that graduate certificate in business analytics at Wollongong. Yeah. I would, um, I would highly recommend that. I just think that, that the, the, the amount of jobs I see coming up, or, you know, pre-COVID in this area, you uh, you just couldn't go wrong with either one of those qualifications. Absolutely. 100% agree. I think those two will be, yeah, kickers, like really good courses, those two. Yeah. Yeah, jumped yeah. out at me immediately. Yeah. No, And then there's that cybersecurity one you mentioned. Absolutely. Again, yeah. I'd just be all over that if you've got any sort of IT background and you're at a loose end bit of time on your hands just get on top of that one uh i just i think that's um oh so there's one at griffith and there's one at newcastle and there's a graduate certificate in cyber security management Mm -hmm. yeah and then you've got newcastle offering data analytics yeah exactly data analytics and cyber security at griffith yeah, yeah, so that's a good combo. Yep. And the one at um, Griffith, mm-hmm. both of the ones at Griffith are saying they're, um, a th- you know, 0.33 of a year rather than half a year duration. Mm-hmm. So they're obviously accelerated courses. They're probably pretty hard going while you're in them. Yeah. But I'd just true. be jumping on those if you've got any sort of business or IT or uh, science background. I just think that'd really hold you in good stead. Mm-mm-mm. I think um, it's, for me, I think data analytics and even just cybersecurity, I mean, even if you're a, like a, you know, like a general manager or a manager, CEO, um, that's, you, you know, like whatever that kind of more C-suite or, you know, your management, having a really strong understanding of cybersecurity at that level is um really important as well whether you're going to do it or not but actually having a full appreciation of what the risks are and how to maintain you know your data systems in a secure way um yeah it's it's again it's broad application there's a lot of people that can really apply that is such a good point about leaders yeah Uh, and that um that cyber security management i'd like to look into that uh, even further and just you see whether that's about actually managing cyber security tech staff or whether it's actually you know even from a governance perspective you know you could imagine how amazing it would be for organizations to have someone even on their board of directors who was across cyber security absolutely absolutely it's critical absolutely critical stuff um and you know again i mean you can be like really deep in tech and talk um, cybersecurity, but then if you are in that leadership role, you're going to have to like kind of communicate that message and importance to a wider audience. So, yeah, very important stuff. And also be able to discern when you're getting ad- advice from yeah. the techies. Yeah. To, to <laughs> what are they saying? Say in a very yeah. loving way. I love the techies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when you're getting advice from them about to be able to talk the talk and to show that you're just not going to sign off on some big expenditure or, you know, suggestion willy-nilly. 
because and, you actually and, know some of what this is about and what some of the, the critical decision paths are through setting up cybersecurity measures for your yeah. I remember I was told, I sort of had some ideas. I was doing some, you know, IT sort of development work. I'm not like a, I wasn't techie at all. And I was, you know, it was kind You're of. A bit techie, like, You're a bit techie. Well, Kind of, yeah, and and yeah. then kind of like, well, let's do this and this and why can't we do this? And someone tech went, oh, you can't do that, blah, blah, blah. And I took them at their word that they knew that what you couldn't, couldn't do. And then later on, of course, I skilled myself by, you know, learning how to code and doing things like that and realised that, yeah, I took the advice of someone um, that probably didn't actually know the answer but they were just sort of, you know, maybe trying to palm me off a bit. So it is, it's yeah. worth knowing how to make good decisions by having that core information. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. All, totally all that cybersecurity stuff. Yep. And um, let me just scroll down. Is there some stuff in um, in the uh, in the undergraduate courses that we've seen that's in that area as well? Mm-hmm. Um, gosh, there's some interesting courses here. There is, isn't there? Really, really, I really like um, so many things that are going to be really important for our future. Uh, in uh, There's a lot of teaching stuff there for teachers and yeah. for nurses to upskill. Yeah. So there's like, you know, secondary STEM education. Oh, here's this graduate certificate in space operations you were talking That's about. <laughs> How but interesting does that sound? Immediately. It just sounds so fantastic. Space um, operations. Hang on. I wish to gain. Oh, is it space systems? I think it's actually in terms of space planning. Yeah, it is, yeah. So it's not like let's launch rockets into space. <laughs> more of a, yeah, <laughs> you know, which is still interesting. I mean, I'm interested in that kind of, you know, the way space operates around you and what you do it. but. Um, you know, it just it just sounds like a great sexy title to have on your yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah 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 no definitely. it does sound interesting though it actually does sound you know utilization of space and systems and you know again that's sort of something in the future as we become a little bit more I don't know condensed in the way we live and operate and you know work um, yeah I think it'd be very interesting in in how that could actually hang together. Yeah, um, quite specialist, I'd say. So yeah, yeah. I um, so I've scrolled down, and there are these undergraduate certificates in uh, in cybersecurity fundamentals. Oh yeah, cool. There's one at Flinders University, mm-hmm. and there's one at Edith Cow. So Flinders is in Adelaide, and Edith Cowan University is here in Perth. Um, so yeah, really interesting for someone who hasn't already got another degree, who yeah. wants to get a taste or a related degree, who wants exactly. to get a taste of um, of that sort of stuff. And then the idea with these undergraduate certificates, for most of them, is there, uh, as I said, an on ramp into an uh, into a degree program. So you can do that course at sort of half or less than half the price of what you'd be paying for those subjects. And then you can you can apply to enrol in a full degree, and get those subjects credited to the full degree. And then you can do you know say you're back in work after the six months of doing the course, which would be great. Um, you can just do the degree part time 
Um, you'd be paying the full fees per subject then, but you'd also be able to to borrow those on the HELP program. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, so I think that's a really uh, interesting pathway as well for people who haven't been to university before um, or may have partially completed a degree and now want to try something else. Yeah, Exactly. Um, so, yeah, it's great that they've got those undergraduate ones happening as well. Um, going back to the graduate certificates, so as I said, there's a whole lot in education for teachers to upskill. Here's an interesting one, graduate certificate in disaster risk reduction oh. at Newcastle. Let me have a look at that one. Yeah. Disaster that- risk reduction. So um, we've got a friend in risk, haven't we? Have yeah. <laughs> um, wow, this program is delivered through CIFAL Newcastle, a United Nations training centre with a focus on disaster resilience and sustainable development. That's, that's super powerful. Ooh. I really like the sound of that. Who? That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. No, that looks really good. Um, for- yeah. So they're saying the study area is in architecture and building. Um, they are too. Interesting. What yeah. university is this? Newcastle. Newcastle, right. yeah. 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 So yeah. risk assessment and management business continuity. Yeah. Hmm. No, that, that's that's uh, a pretty nice skill set to have as well if, uh, if that's something you're, um, yeah, working in or looking to work in. Um, now, scrolling down, um, the uh, environmental stuff. There's quite a few good environmental management, environmental management and sustainability, environmental science. Mm. Uh, so they're at UNSW, Newcastle and Sydney universities, respectively. Mm. Uh, look, those sorts of courses have been around for ages, but... Um, I definitely, um, you know, it's it's just going to be such a you know growing area. They're two and a half thousand dollars. Those ones, not uh, the twelve fifties. Um, but uh, again, you, you really would, uh, if that's an area you're interested in, you would not uh, go wrong in, in getting some uh, some training in those areas. Uh, dementia care, disability practice, all those sort of caring professions. Um, one of the things that I've been Seeing a lot in the media, you know, when when there's talk about what sort of the new normal is going to look like, mm-hmm. a lot of uh, articles and and um, and shows talking about this are, are mentioning the fact that as a population we are probably and hopefully going to be more aware of the importance of our caring professions. So because they've been the frontline workers, uh, you know, the real human services workers, so not just healthcare but your teachers uh, and those sorts of people, the psychologists, all of those, um, uh, there's going to be a a real focus on on the the caring professions. So there might be a whole lot of new opportunities uh, opening up across disability work Disability is huge because it's such a big area now with the National Disability Insurance Scheme here in Australia. Mm. I don't think any uh, any training in disability would, would go astray. 
forensic psychology. Did you see that? Yes, I did. That's a very fascinating area. Um, I don't don't think you need to be qualified psych or anything like that. I think it's uh, just a, a course that's going to give you that sense of, you know, the kind of legal systems and how those apply in psychology and what have you, you know, justice and government and what have you. So it is Yeah, yeah, I can see that. You might be a police. police. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, um, certainly a very... Gender-neutral police officer, police officer. I was trying to yeah. think of a gender-neutral term. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. Um, definitely um, an interesting course if you're on that, you know, psych trajectory or you're interested in that particular area of... Um, yeah, law, I guess, associated to psychology or the legalities and, you know, um, legislation and all that kind of stuff. So uh, very interesting, though. That's something I would look at potentially. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yep. Um, There's there's another suite, another sort of course area of infection and communicable, communicable disease control. So there's a few there, infectious diseases intelligence. Amazing. There's a few people out there who could do with that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Some of the politicians yeah. around the world to sign up for that one. Yeah. Um, and then the hot, there's like a million information technology ones. Yeah. All over the place. And, and um, um, computing, didn't we see one? Graduate yes. Computing. computing. I love it. Yeah. So, so 80. <laughs> It is. <laughs> uh, mental health, yes, and then nursing, optometry. Yeah, I That's scanned cool. past that one and I just went, what would that be about? <laughs> what would that be about? <laughs> um, Extending clinical skills for graduates of optometry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's a, it's more of a career progression than a or an optometrist. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so there's a whole lot of... Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, public health, rehab, whole lot of education. One strength and conditioning, graduate certificate in strength and conditioning. Yeah. So I guess for personal trainers. Mm. Um, yeah, exercise science and fitness industry workers. Yeah. Because yeah. that's a big growth area. Isn't it? Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Even, um, even my, dance, my dance studio has strength and conditioning classes. Does it? Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. So yeah. Um, it's not just for elite sports people. Yeah. Um, what else is here? Um, strength and conditioning, teaching, TESOL, urban and regional planning. Yeah, that looked good. I'm assuming that might be uh, for those already operating in that space. Yeah. Yes, yeah. and then we've got all these undergraduate certificates, so the aged care, aged care support. This undergraduate certificate in architecture I found really intriguing at Curtin University here in Perth. Yeah. Um, sort of get your little taster. I mean, I think um, the arts degree at UQ that I did um, you can just, that's the, the first year of that arts degree is all about just doing tasters across every faculty, which yep. is how I ended up covering a few different things but ended up specifically in psychology. But, um, yeah, definitely 
doing something like architecture would be certainly an interesting way to go. Yeah, but I think yeah, that's very much a uh, yeah a taster to something. I don't think anyone is going to um, uh, yeah really. Well, the interesting thing is the completion of the certificate will qualify you for entry to the Bachelor of Applied Science, Architectural Science. So, you know, there is a really nice clear pathway. So if someone, you know, was thinking of doing it, you know, next year, like they're getting right into their architecture um, degree, that this would be a great time to be um, getting, you know, you know, getting some early credit yeah. <laughs> into it. So, yeah, yeah it's very yeah. interesting. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. But I don't, um, look, maybe if you were looking at, um, being a um what are sort of some architecture related like a I don't know like even if you're in a um managing contracts you're working in it maybe you're in like the building and construction industry and yeah you just want to get a bit of a flavor mm. but not necessarily go on to a full architecture qualification then yeah. that's a nice little bit of bit of paperwork to yeah. have built. Yeah exactly. Yeah. And here's these cybersecurity ones again, disability, early childhood, education, undergraduate certificate in engineering. Yep. There's a few of them. So what are they, again, they must be a, a taster. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, pathway programs. Pathway, pathway, and yeah. engineering profession, yeah. And, again, they're 2,500. They're not the... Uh, the um, Secret uh, discounty, um, yeah, you know, cheap ones that uh, you can, yeah. I mean, for twelve fifty for four subjects, that's amazing, and that's yeah, that, that's nearly uh, like that's a, you know two thirds off mm-hmm. in the subject area of what you would normally pay. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll just get down here and um, and. Educational studies, environmental studies. I think there's a lot, yeah, a lot to be done in there. Foundations in nursing, undergraduate okay. certificate. Yeah. So and health sciences at Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. I think uh, they're, they're, uh, that's a nice little taster. I was thinking, like, um, with those sorts of courses, there's quite a. I encounter people along the way who. Um, perhaps have worked in science-related professions or even beauty therapy who want to become cosmetic nurses. Ah, interesting. I've got a couple of people in my network who have thought about going in that direction and then, you know, eventually, I don't know, maybe buying a franchise for one of these, um, um, you know, what are they called, laser clinics. Yeah. So I wonder, you, you sort of, um, you might be able to get a job as sort of a nursing student and they're $1,250. That's good. Um, so you may qualify for you to entry to the Bachelor of Nursing with your subjects credited to the degree. Uh, that The certificate is delivered wholly online, but the Bachelor of Nursing, if you continue on, requires attendance at campus. Yeah, that's fair enough because you'd be doing your pracs and those sorts of things. And I'm, I'm pretty sure I wouldn't want to be te- to, um, looked after in the hospital <laughs> by a nurse who had only studied online. 
Uh, and then there's this un. So it's interesting, isn't it? Undergraduate certificate in sustainable engineering management. It's interesting that they'd have that as a, a pre-university uh, course because it says here it's designed as a pathway to the Master of Engineering Management MBA combined degree. Wow. So it's designed to enhance the skills of management professionals in engineering management to incorporate sustainable projects and business practices. So that's interesting. Yeah. Interesting, isn't it? Yeah. I think that's the wrong category because it says you needed a degree to do it. So it must be listed in the wrong category. So follow that up there at uh, Southern. Four-year undergraduate degree in engineering or a a, a three-year undergraduate in engineering. Yeah, yeah, clearly it's in the wrong Yes, behind that one. Yeah, it didn't (laughs) make sense to me that you'd be training someone to manage other people. Um, yeah, without them having a having a degree. Now, look, this is a really interesting one. Well, it sort of sounds basic, but undergraduate certificate in science, just for someone who wants to have a little taste of what. Science subjects are like it. Yeah. Biology, climate science, you know, just someone in a related area who needs a bit of bit of a background. I think this yeah. would be quite interesting. Yeah. Someone who liked science at school, but um, maybe um, you know, had other interests as well. Yeah, I could imagine someone who's doing an arts degree in music or something, but has a bit of a sci- bit of a geeky sort of sciencey sort of interest as well. I don't know. I just I like the sound of it. I guess because I always liked science at school and, and never actually went on to study any. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah, I mean, science is so broad. I think it'd be good to sort of open people up to be thinking, you know, like behavioural science, so psychology is a science and, you know, um, you know you've know, got health and physical education. So it actually does, I guess, give people a, a bigger sense of what science encompasses and that, you know, it's kind of hypothesis testing and, you know, <laughs> running. Yeah. yeah, like nothing's proven, you know, like you've yeah. got to, yeah, it's evident. Gathering evidence. Gathering evidence and, yeah, it is an interesting area and um, definitely something that, yeah, yeah, as you're saying, you may not resonate with the word science but when you sort of see how far science extends, it definitely is, um, again, applicable to all sorts of things. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I just, for, for... for people who, yeah, may not, you know, they may not have got, they may not have matured academically while they're at school. I saw a lot of these sorts of, of young people um, when I was working, you know, in admissions in universities where you could tell they had the passion and, but they just had a, a rough, rough trot. You know, there'd been a a death in the family or a divorce or an illness or something like that that had just slowed them down and they'd never 
quite qualified to get into uni, but at the age of 21, after working in admin for a few years, you know, they wanted to to do something um, a bit more meaningful and um, and I guess with with some some professional sort of learning behind it. Um, so the thing I like about these undergraduate certificates is that the entry requirements are not too onerous. No, not at all. Yeah, they're good. You, you they're saying you have to have your ATAR, your Australian Tertiary Admissions Rank, or your international. Yeah baccalaureate or a TAFE qualification but there's also if you're a bit older you can do the STAT test the special tertiary admissions test yes um so I'd like to think that they'd be letting people try these little short courses out as a way to prove their eligibility for a longer degree if they wanted to go on to do that Uh, that would be I think that would be a good thing for the nation that's yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So um, exactly, and like, because people mature at different times, you know. Like, I again, like as you described, like people that may have had like a divorce or issues in their family, and it's sort of impacted on their ability through high school. I mean, they probably had to deal with all sorts of like more mature, you know, related issues as very young people and then, you know what I mean, like and then they've kind of got, I'm so over it, I'm kind of dipping out for a while and, yeah, it's just the yeah. impact of what's going on in your life that... Or can, kids that get bullied, you know, and drop out. Really. Yeah, exactly. All sorts of things happen at that age, you know. So, yeah, never say never. I'm all about, you know, how I'm going to start the architecture course, I think. <laughs> I'm, I'm going. I'm, I'm starting again. I'm doing it. <laughs> Well, architecture was actually, when I was about 15, that's what I wanted to do. And really? then I thought I wanted to do law. Mm-hmm. And then I read somewhere, probably in year 11 or 12, that there were 13 jobs for every computer science graduate. Mm-hmm. And I, I was good at computer science at school and I liked maths. And so I went into, it was a new course at the time, it was the first intake, Bachelor of Computer and Mathematical Sciences. Wow, yeah. And hated it. Oh, did you? Well, I spent the gap year in Japan and it was almost like learning Japanese language pushed all my maths and computing ability out of my brain. <laughs> I don't know. I just got in there and... The student services in those days and support were just nothing like what they are now. And so if you were struggling, you you didn't really know where to go. Um, And it seemed to me the only way to pass in a lot of the subjects was if you knew someone in second year whose assignment you could copy. (laughs) And I just, I railed against that. Like I thought that's just not help. You know, I refused to do it. Yeah. and then failed the computer science subject. I did write in the maths one, I think. Mm. But, um, yeah, so that's when I swapped into economics uh, after first semester. But, um, oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah I, um, I definitely architecture was there for a while because I liked physics. Mm. I really like. I didn't like chemistry at school but I liked physics and then mm. I liked art. 
Mm. So I thought that would be a good, good combination. So, yeah, look, everyone has their pathways. And I just think, you know, as I said, this is a really nice opportunity for people to think about in a really inexpensive way to invest a bit of time while they've got downtime in exploring um, a, a furthering of what they're already doing or a completely new direction, which is really what this podcast is about, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, no, I, I've been, you know, kind of stalking this list for a while, waiting for it to sort of come out to see what was available because I just think the opportunity to do some tertiary education at, at this kind of price where they've priced it so that you actually can afford to do it. Um, and even though you can defer fees for other things, and I've started post-grad study, but, you know, every subject's like 3500 So you sort yeah. of like go, oh, well, I'd be, you know, studying at this semester or not. But yeah. this, makes it, this makes it something you can really put on the list to consider. Um, I did hesitate at first because I was like, I don't know if I want to outlay you know, one to two and a half thousand dollars. But um yeah, but if you can definitely do the help yep. on it, that's um that makes it even more reasonable. Yeah, yeah, obviously subject to the usual um criteria of being an Australian citizen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Having a resident yeah. I always forget whether they can or not. But yeah, definitely yeah. so yeah, I think you, you and I tick that box well. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So did you have one that you think you might do, Flair? What's your sort of? I mean, I'm, I had to stop studying because I just was like overqualified and underexperienced. Because <laughs> I did two master's degrees back to back. And, yeah, I just didn't want to. I'm more um, in favour of learning really like bite-sized stuff now through things like LinkedIn learning or, yeah. Um, yeah, your general assembly or, you know, yeah. those sorts of very, very specific, um, you know, technical skill-based, um, yeah. you know, just-in-time delivery sort of stuff. Um, I don't know whether I've got the wherewithal now with kids to kind of, you know, study for exams and all that sort of stuff. Um, but I guess if I, yeah, if I was thinking of doing one of them, look, at the, definitely the data analytics stuff would really yeah. interest me. Yeah. And the cybersecurity. Yeah. But... Um, yeah, nice. Be nice to see a bit more in the business sphere. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. Yeah, yeah. I guess there's still more to come. I guess universities are still kind of scrambling to pull together stuff. Um, I did notice there was one. I can't remember which one it was. And the start date is the 11th of May. <laughs> is what Monday? Yeah. So, yeah. Hustle, hustle. Yeah. <laughs> Decision yeah. time, people. So. Well, we'll get this podcast out yeah. and um, and put some resources in the uh, in the show notes. And, mm. um, yeah, encourage everyone in Australia to have a look at these courses and think about uh, taking one up. Um, and, uh, yeah, 
you know, write something on our Facebook group if you want some more uh, information or advice. I don't, you know, neither of us work for any of these universities, but we've both worked in universities. As I said before, I ran admissions. So I have a reasonably good idea about, um, you know, course structures and, and admissions requirements. And obviously you need to talk to the, to the, um, to the institution themselves about their particular requirements. But um mm-hmm. In a, in a sort of broad overview sense and, and knowing what I do about uh, the job market out there. As we've said in this podcast, there's a lot of really interesting-looking qualifications there that could lead to something quite interesting and, uh, and a really rewarding career. So we'll leave it there. Did you have any final comments, Kim? Um, no. Look, I'm, I have got it on my list to sort of really make a decision about what I might do. Um, in terms of further study. Yep. Um, and honestly, I, for me, the data analytics is the one that's ticking most of the boxes. But yes. then again, like what you you just said as well, you know, whether it's kind of that more micro learning through LinkedIn or General Assembly or something else yes. um, that's really tight and specific, you know, like in six weeks, boom, let's move some skills forward here. Yes. Um, but mind you, these are quite fast obviously these ones too but yeah look I I really hopefully by next time we speak next week I may have made a choice and a decision about you know what I look forward to hearing about that and and the decision making process exactly exactly within that category there's a few there so it'd be interesting to hear how you exactly the decision yeah whether I end up doing the undergrad in architecture I would, I would. <laughs> I'd say, what the hell? I'm doing architecture. That would be so random. And <laughs> yeah. It'd be fun. Yeah. You just never know where it would lead either. You don't know. You never know. You never know, do you? <laughs> no, but that, no, that's all from me. I think it's a great, a great list. It was a good topic for today and um, well worth scouring through the, what is it, 121 odd opportunities sitting there. So, yeah, yeah definitely worth having a look. Yeah. Brilliant. All right. Well, thanks for the chat again today, Kim. And um, we'll, go, we'll try and get a, a guest on in the next uh, couple yeah. of episodes. Fantastic. Uh, we have talked about that. And yeah, uh, yeah we'll, we'll go from there. Okay. Beautiful. Okay. Well, have a great rest yeah, of your Have a good weekend. See you. Bye. Bye. Bye.